0: He's a great guy, so I, I'm lost. Did did uh, guys
1: real quick? I, I I don't mean to change the subject, but did Devin Duvernay go undrafted? Is that no? Is that in the
0: third round. Third round, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ravens. Devin
1: fucking
2: Duvernay. Uh, good luck to the kid. He, uh, <laughs> like I'm not down on that person, but like, yeah, that's the third round pick. The yeah, guy that... we won in the first round last year. Nah, this guy third round pick. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: I'm hot, man. I'm hot on Tyler Johnson news. I'm glad Peter and I finally agree on someone. Oh, <laughs> uh, now I have to change my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a win. So like, I
2: understood I understood Justin Watson going to the books late. And no one cares. He, he comes from, you know, a non-conference team, easier competition level. I can understand there's a lot I don't understand there. But, like, he... There's none of that (laughs) is true of Tyler Johnson. And like the scouts that were this year, last year, really liked him in the first. So, and that's why I've been willing to accept like there's something behind the scenes. He nut punches people, he's secretly, you know, got only one leg and has been hiding it all this time. But we're after he's been drafted now, and still, someone who knows him the best he can say is the Like, none of that's particularly a good reason, let alone an excuse. So, you know. Yeah.
0: And, but I think it's just crazy to me because there's always, you know, guys in the second or third round that have, that are lazy and have character issues and all that shit. So it's like to use that as the main reason on Tyler Johnson, like, I'm confused.
3: Wait, who's the nut puncher? (laughs) Uh,
2: Apparently, Tyler Johnson.
4: Wow. Wow.
2: that's the only thing I can think like he got into his interviews him and Eno Benjamin both they went into their interviews and just dropped to their knees and full on <laughs> right in <into, laughs> Hey how you doing like that's the only interesting thing approach I can come up with. <laughs> Yeah all right and it's like the if they did that okay I get it you don't want to draft that guy I wouldn't either I wouldn't I wouldn't want him on my team either but Did they see that, that on
3: player uh, profiler yet like is that is that a a, a metric on player profiler is it
2: part of this the Spark? This is my conspiracy theory. This is my conspiracy theory.
3: Sweet. Well, we went live, by the way, uh, while we were talking about that. Just in time for uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, New York Giants are on the clock. I'm sure they're going to pick someone that is literally irrelevant for fantasy purposes. But just in case, we'll keep an eye on it. But in the meantime, we can get started with a mock draft here.
1: Sweet.
3: And uh, we're going to shoot for three rounds. Um we might have to cut it off at two depending on uh how long it takes. Uh man, you've got a bunch of analysts here who are absolutely fried (laughs) from from three days of this stuff. Uh it's it's been this draft has been a lot more fun than last year. Last year was absolutely horrible. I, I I think Peter Howard probably loved last year. Um, but uh the rest of us were just like, dude, where are all the running backs? where all the the wide receivers through the first you know the first three rounds don't you get nervous
2: when gms think that players are good
3: though oh yeah yeah for sure no i (laughs) totally get that like
2: wow, i mean i just got mad there sorry
3: no you're good uh yeah i I've, i even said it on our live show on uh thursday i to me fantasy analysts are much better player evaluators than anything they've got in the nfl for the most part so uh, yeah too i fair, mean of
2: course we would think that but
3: <laughs> <laughs> well it's uh, maybe we're we're better at analyzing fantasy analysts uh or player analysis analysts too i uh, just can't say it as well but uh, anyway, so uh, we'll do a quick roll call here, um, going uh, uh, clockwise, and start with James the Brain. James, I, I got to ask you a question first of all. Uh, who had who had the best draft of the NFL
1: teams? Oh man, that's tough. Um, there's several that I really liked. Um, I, I man, I I will say the Baltimore Ravens. I think. They really did well. Um, As much as that hurts me to say, uh, I I really think they addressed a lot of areas of need and they got value. They found value at every spot of the draft. So um, I like what Baltimore did. I I reluctantly as a Browns fan say that the Ravens are probably the team. I'd I'd say knocked it out of the park here. All
3: right. And then we got Stompy at FF Stompy. Stomp. My question to you is who had the worst
5: uh, draft? (laughs) I mean, it's got to be the Packers, right? I I just... You acknowledge that that was a horrible pick? What one? No, I didn't ever think it was... I mean, I'll say this. In terms of that pick, I don't think it's a terrible pick per se because Rodgers is coming towards the end of his career. They do need QB help. Or uh, uh, they do need to start grooming a new QB, but... Rodgers is all – I mean, they're in a win-now window, right? I mean, that's how I feel at least with Rodgers coming towards the end of his career. So get him help on the offensive side of the ball. Get him another pass catcher. I mean, I like Alan Lazard enough, but you need another pass catcher there. Um, Instead, they went and got the QB, Jordan Love, who's going to be a project. Um, They got A.J. Dillon, (laughs) which – doesn't make sense with the two running backs you have. And then they got a backup tight end or what, what looks like a backup tight end as well. So it just, I guess I don't understand those first three picks at all. And then, then they finally got a linebacker. They needed help at linebacker too. But I mean, those picks just don't make sense to me in terms of what they should be doing in a win now team, but it seems like they're going more run heavy and, i don't I guess I don't know what that means for their
1: plans in the next two, three years. One quick thing too, being in Wisconsin and hearing the talk radio, one of the big questions was, how do you how if you're the Green Bay Packers, how do you weave this draft without a wide receiver, knowing that it's such a strong wide receiver class? Like that that boggles my mind a little bit, too. Like an area of need that is strong in this draft you don't address in at any point in the draft. That's. Insane to me,
2: yeah. But Tyler Johnson didn't play the shrine ball, so obviously he's not worth a swing in the late <laughs> fifth.
3: <laughs> and he punches nuts, don't forget punching nuts. Don't forget Gabriel Davis.
2: I just found out when in the fourth, he was probably worth a swing by the Bills instead of Tyler Johnson. That makes a lot of sense.
3: Uh, we also have Bill at super dupa flex, uh, host of fantasy timeline and uh, super flex spurts. Uh, Bill, how about you? Who had the best draft?
4: Well, we were just talking about it beforehand. I mean, I don't know if it's the best, but it's the most exciting. Uh, Denver added a lot of pieces. Um, who knows how it's all going to play out, but, I mean, there's a lot of fantasy excitement in there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, although, I mean, Drew Locke is still horrible. So, yeah, Bobby Koch. Um, <laughs> Debbie King. It's going to be Really hard to be terrible without Russ. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It's that's going to be, uh, I, I'm resisting the urge to fight that battle right now on Twitter while we're trying to do this mock draft. This is far more right. important. So I'll, 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 I'll manage somehow. Uh, Debbie Kane, just welcome back up. to the show. You were just on here doing Tinder Flex. Yep. Um, and uh ha- I don't I don't remember exactly what roster you ended up with, but how did uh how's it looking now post-draft? Uh not great. Really Nate
1: Stanley went in the seventh round of the Minnesota Vikings, so so you got that going for you, K. Not drafted.
0: Hot dog. So does that mean everyone's <laughs> gonna be fighting for him to start over Kirk as soon as Kirk only throws like <laughs> oh, 130 yeah. yards in a win?
1: Viking fans <laughs> are already calling for that. Already oh,
0: we got every year.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
3: and then uh and then we've got the great peter howard as well at pa howdy uh i man i don't even i like, just give me your overall reaction to this draft for for super flex purposes uh, d- is it um do we do we have did it match the hype i guess we we saw rookie pick values just shooting through the damn roof just like 3 days ago man uh it, do you do you feel like uh, the landing spots are going to match that. Uh, what And I, I'm also just kind of curious, what are some uh, some trends that you're looking at right now, um, now that we know some landing spots?
2: Uh, yeah, I got a little work to do on looking at past draft classes in terms of, I, I looked at it briefly in terms of high draft capital classes for skills position players, but I really haven't looked at it enough to comment on it just yet. Um, in general, yeah, I think it paid off. I think a lot of people are going to be worried about conflicting death shots for the top of the class. Um, but my general instinct on that is I've never seen anyone come up with a good rule of what a landing spot, good landing spot is for a wide receiver that works consistently. High passing attempt is generally good, but they can drop. Good QBs are generally good, but QBs don't elevate players. Stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought the landing spots are fine. I do think the running backs won in terms of clean landing spots go in if that helps like the running backs got the easiest situations to read or at least we think we can read them um uh, especially at the top of the class
3: nice we've got one more guest backstage i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna boot james here for just a second um randomly randomly selected james don't take offense Oh, John, how high power he was worth a fifth round pick—that's for sure. <laughs> and Fucking we've idiots. got Justin from the Father Son Podcast. What's going at, on? At Justin FSFF, Justin. Uh, what do you think, man? Who uh, who had the worst draft among the NFL teams?
6: Is that even debatable? It has to be Packers, man. That, that's just right? awful. Yeah, it's so, so bad. I think John Paulson made a tweet with uh, Hitler reacting to the Packers taking the quarterback in the first round with, like, all the captions, and that's a good laugh. It's just I don't understand
3: that at all. So I'm going to give you an easy one then, or a, a, a more difficult one, actually. Since that one was too easy, how about who had the wor- or who had the best I think the Dolphins killed it. Nice, I really do think from yeah, a team like, perspective wrong. that, I mean,
6: you see what they've done in past years. And then this year, taking Tua, protecting the line up front, not even worrying about running back, and then getting Matt Breida for a fifth-round pick. Bre- I mean, that's – I
2: love it.
3: Was there a trade? I
2: missed it.
6: Yeah, a fifth-round pick for Matt Breida. Wow, well, yeah. <laughs> so, fins up, baby. Yeah.
3: <laughs> So I'm going to throw out a, a, a couple things for you guys before we get started here. So first, we've got Alex in the chat in the live chat uh, said he's on the clock at 3:06. First of all, your thoughts on uh, Gandy Golden in Washington? Is he a wide? Is he their wide receiver too? Is he? Uh, does he have wide receiver two dynasty upside? Uh, and uh, he also has. Uh, Jacob Eason and Darrington Evans are also available at that pick. I mean, to me, that's Evans, but uh, I'm curious what everybody else thinks. Ditto.
0: Did you say it was a one quarterback league or a super flex league? Uh, let's assume super flex. Then I'm taking Eason. Oh, okay. At the 306. All right. He went to Indy, right?
4: Yep. Yeah. What do you yeah, think? I- me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty close between Evans and uh, Eason, uh, but I think I'm going to go Evans for now just because I feel like, you know, there's the opportunity for his value to increase right now.
3: Okay, and uh, Peter?
4: Yeah, Adeline Evans. I really like Antonio
2: Gordon-Gandy, but – and fifth round's fine um, for flyers at wide receiver, but typically they're going to end up on the waiver wire before they get a chance to play on average. You're at least looking at year two for most guys outside of the third year, and those guys are hard to hold on your roster, and so you just go for the positional value. is a good way to go, but I don't have a particularly high opinion of Eason. Um, uh, Darrington Evans could easily see playing time in his first year if the right thing goes his way, and that's just where the value and the points are going to be. So I'd go
3: Evans perfect stomp anything to add?
5: i mean i would go easton simply because yeah. i just it, i think of like the guys who were picked to be behind a qb he's got the cleanest path um philip rivers signed for what one year with indy yeah yep. uh, i would imagine that Eason could very easily take over as soon as next as soon as 2021 Evans I, I mean I agree I think he, he definitely gets playing time this year I just don't know what the after this year what happens I mean do, do they move on from Derek Henry and get Durant or, or use Durante Evans I they very well easily could but um I I guess I would take the shot and super flex on Eason
3: Especially if you have Phillip Rivers. I think that's that's kind of the – he has the most value to who uh, to the Phillip Rivers owner. So uh, let's get this mock draft rolling, though. Uh, so I gave myself 101 so that I can uh, get this thing started.
5: This thing is um, rigged.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, he just has the worst team. Probably.
5: Yeah. Because yeah. he's got those, 20 quarterbacks. All those
3: quarterbacks and and nobody at running back yet. So – uh, plus that way I can, I can, uh, drop out, let James back in and, uh, you guys can roll through the, the, uh, the rest of the top seven. So, uh, but I put it out there on Twitter. Um, I'm actually going to get you guys' thoughts on this too. And again, just going to go around the horn, but, uh, I put it on Twitter. I put a poll out there. If you're, you know, if you actually earned 101, it probably means that you're kind of younger team kind of in rebuild mode. Uh, you know, probably are QB needy actually, um, and uh, the overwhelming consensus is still Joe Burrow. Even with all the hype behind, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire right now. Uh, to me, Jonathan Taylor still is in the best situation of the running backs, but um, everyone's still going with Burrow. So, uh, going clockwise here, starting with Stomp. Just, just give me a one-word answer. Who's your one-on-one?
5: Burrow. Burrow. Bill?
3: Kane. Burrow. Peter. Fame. And Burrow. Justin.
5: Say Tua, do it.
3: No, I got to go Barrow.
2: <laughs> I
6: mean,
5: I'm like, I don't Tua, know. Tua, I, well, I actually don't mind if Tua goes there. I don't.
2: I would be happy to get Tua. That's yeah, fine by me.
5: I, I think either way. I, I guess I don't know who has a higher ceiling. I, I feel like Tua has a higher ceiling for me personally. But Dolphin it's he's, yeah. he's not going to start in, in uh year one at least the first half of the season we think uh, yeah Yeah, we think very 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 true
0: well and and give me the weapons that Joe Burrow already has in place versus the weapons that Tua has in Miami I think he just has a better offensive system around him and I'm just going to take that as a tiebreaker because I love both these guys honestly to me this is a situation you could basically look out even if you
2: make the best decisions possible. If you know what I mean, like Burroughs is clearly the best option, clearly more likely to score points, clearly the better starting situation. But if you have to take Tua, I think you could be looking back and going, "Well, I made the right pick. I mean, you should go Burrow, but Tua could easily be the one you would rather have. There's no way. I mean, if you just love Tua, just do it and, you know, have your fun because it could easily be Tua.
3: Right. Especially long term. So Taylor and Ceh don't make it into the conversation for any of you guys. For me, none. Superflakes, no. But no,
6: I can't. Yeah, not with uh, T Higgins going there. Kind of secured it for me.
3: Yeah. Nice.
2: Okay. Easy (laughs) enough. AJ Green and Tyler Boyd.
6: The T Higgins. The (laughs) T Higgins. (laughs) The
2: T Higgins. All right. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I see you. That makes it an easy pick for me. Rookie pick one point oh one, and superflex is Joe Burrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna step out, let James come back in, and uh, we'll just uh, keep going uh, clockwise once James is here.
6: All right. Oh, uh, oh, oh. There it is. What is John doing? Now I'm back.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and, and now that I took John's spot, I guess I picked two, right? Uh, no, I'm actually – I'm, I'm going to let uh, – gonna, we're going to start with you, Stompy, um, and you can, uh, you can pick next. So Joe Burrow off the board in a Superflex mock. Who are you taking with the 1.02 here?
5: Well, um, I said I wouldn't mind taking Tua at 101, so at 102 I'm going to take Tua. Tagovailoa, yeah.
1: <laughs> Quarterback for Miami. <laughs>
4: nice.
1: So, so what does everyone think is that uh, would you guys take Tua here? Is there anybody else that would be in your thought processes or?
0: Nope, always Tua, Tua oh. no matter what.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tua super flex here at the 1.02, I, I totally agree. And I um, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. I think the one, 1 and uh, the 1.01 01 and 1.02 went the right way here. Uh, so that's going to put uh, Bill on the clock. And Bill, you have the 1.03. Now is where things get interesting. Um, what are you going to do with this pick at this point?
4: So I'm going to be honest. I have still haven't decided which route I'm going to go with this. So this is pretty much uh, a coin flip for me. But I think I'm going to go with uh, – I think I'm going to go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here. Um, I mean it was either him or, or uh, Taylor, but I just like the uh, pass catching for CEH – and, I mean, that just being a first-round pick for the Chiefs in that system, I mean, I'm going with, you know, the upside, I guess.
1: First running back off the board in the NFL draft is the first running back off the board in our Superflex mock here. What does everybody think about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Obviously, the landing spot is uh, has really boosted him as well as the draft capital. Um, does anybody have any issues with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going here? No.
0: He's a Tier 1 running back. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I, I think the landing spot really secured it for him. Um well and, and I think the, the thing off. is
5: this is one of those picks you're you're not gonna get wrong, whether it be JT or Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean draft capital's on H- Edwards Hilaire's side. Um offense is probably on that side as well, but Taylor Steps in behind arguably the best offensive line in the game right now, behind Quentin Nelson. So you have to like that. Um, for Jonathan Taylor for the next
1: four, I guess it would be four years on that contract. All right, perfect. So now we move on to Kane, and I am really interested in hearing who the Minnesota Gopher fan is going to take here at four, because I think the consensus would probably have have a certain running back uh, going here. But um, I'm interested to see if Kane if Kane pulls the trigger here. So Kane, what are you going to do here at the 1.04?
0: Uh, this is incredibly easy for me, and I'm taking Justin Herbert.
1: Very nice. Very nice. So the third quarterback goes off the board there, Um guy with a ton of draft capital. What do you think about uh, Justin Herbert going here? Is this um, is this a good pick? Is this a good spot for him?
6: Yeah, No complaints.
4: Yeah, I mean, anything 103 to, <laughs> you know, on, I, I get it. Like, if you need a, a quarterback, I have no problem taking him.
5: I, know. I just don't <sighs> – like I understand Superflex he he has a very easy, or a very good chance to start year 1 has good weapons um at least for the next few years I just don't know about his upside his like his ceiling for me I, I I I just I've never been a huge fan of Herbert I think he can be a game manager plus in the NFL but that's about it he's not really a high ceiling type of guy for me Whereas like, I think Jonathan Taylor is, um, I think that, I mean, depending on who, who you're most interested in, Cam Akers has a pretty high ceiling right now with, um, Los Angeles. Um, JK Dobbins has a huge ceiling with, uh, with the Ravens, not, maybe not this year, but next year. So that, I mean, I get it in terms of the super flex value, but, I, I just don't love it. it. It's a safe pick, I guess, uh, much like it was in the NFL draft.
4: I mean, it's absolutely safe. And Every year, second-year quarterbacks that started their rookie season, the value just blows up regardless of their ceiling. So I have I have no problem with that. I think it's actually a great pick, to be honest.
1: Thanks, Bill. Yeah, so the consensus is that this is uh, a pretty good pick here.
2: DLF ADP, I did a brief study of it for value into the second se- season, okay.
6: You're good now. You're good. You're good. Oh, no, internet's back. There it is.
2: My delay, I'm just going to say it remained the same in the second, into their second and third year. So Is that right? It's pretty safe.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, well and the yeah, if, they're,
2: if they're drafted within the top five, top five QB spots, yeah, as in QB one, two, three, four, four, five. Or yeah. it might have been QB one, two and three. I forget.
1: Which in is not true, because even if you take the quarterback and you don't need a quarterback, you know that you're going to have that trade value is going to be there for a couple of years. So that's huge. Um, to the great Peter Howard, Peter, are you going to write a, a wrong from the NFL draft and take the nut puncher here, or are we going to go in a different direction?
2: <laughs> no, I write no wrongs. I just I just get angry about them. Um, sorry, can I go back a second? Like I got asked about this last night when I was doing mock drafts as well. I normally just put quarterbacks at the top of the round, uh, round one in superflex. That's normally my reaction to it. But Herbert's interesting where you take some running backs over it. Is it fair to say, like, you go Herbert if you would have someone like, I'm trying to think of a good quarterback comparison. Derek Carr, you know, some mid-range, okay, quarterback over someone like Nick Chubb. Like, that's a comparison. You either go for the running back at the top of the rookie draft or you go for Herbert. And that's an equal trade scenario. You know, the quarterback has more value, but he's nothing special. The running back could be something special, but there's more of them, if you know what I mean. Anyway, that's something I wanted to throw out there while everyone was paused because of my delay. And um, third overall, let's say we said Burrow, Tua, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire's gone, Herbert's gone. Um, so Jonathan Taylor's still on the board? He is. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor, yeah
1: awesome pick uh that's i,
5: who I, I would take I that's wild at 105 i mean in in any in any draft right. whether it be superflex or not jonathan taylor to 105 i would be super stoked oh,
6: yeah. i would have to do a naked <laughs> lap around my house yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's fantastic pretty happy
4: about it <laughs> with sunglasses
1: really nice there i i love the fact that uh, a lot of people who who uh who watch film were uh well, Jonathan Taylor's not gonna be able to run through those huge holes, you know, <laughs> in the NFL because he's not gonna be able to run behind such a great offensive line. <laughs> and he goes to the Colts who have a great offensive great line offensive. to me is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's, uh, let's move it along here. Oh, um, my beer. We're we're gonna go yeah, we're gonna go to Justin. Justin, you are up with a one point zero six here. What are you doing? Who are you taking?
6: Give me JK Dobbins, baby. That triple option with Lamar Jackson is going to be hard to stop in 2021 and beyond, but that's my guy. That's running back three in the class for me, so I'll go with J.K. Dobbins at 106.
1: J.K. Dobbins is the pick at 1.06. Uh, another running back lands in a, in a pretty fun spot, a team that likes to run the ball. Um, so what, what do we think about J.K. Dobbins there?
5: Well, I mean, Mark Ingram ran for over 1,000 yards with 202 carries last season had arguably – or no, I mean, it's in terms of yards per carry, his second uh, best or most efficient season to date, and it's just behind um, 2016. So it's just one of those things where it's like Mark Ingram was a 30-year-old and did that. I think J.K. Dobbins steps in or in at least 2021 and just crushes because, I mean, that's going to be a – they were the – they had – I think, were they the first team with over 200 yards and 200, um, 200 rushing yards and 200 passing yards in a season, something like that? So they're going to run the ball with Lamar Jackson. Um, and having him, like like Justin said, with the, the option or RPO or triple option with Lamar
1: Jackson, it's going to just be hard to stop. Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, so that'll put me on the clock with the 1.07 and – at this point, I'm, I'm looking at, at a running back as well, and I think I'm going to take DeAndre Swift here, um, goes to Detroit. I, I'm, I'm very high on his talent. Um, I think the landing spot is something that um, you either – you're okay with it or you or you hate it. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I don't think Carry on Johnson provides um, – he just can't stay healthy, and, and uh, DeAndre Swift hasn't had those health issues in college. Um, I think uh, the draft capital is more than enough to, to warrant him uh, being um, – being the guy there in in Detroit, and uh, and I'm I'm all in on the talent, so uh, I'm okay with the landing spot. I think uh, he ends up becoming the uh, you know getting the line share carries there sooner rather than later. So, um, what does everyone think about DeAndre Swift here at the 1.07? Perfect, I love him. Yeah. I love him. I'm-
0: I like I like the landing spot. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that might give some people some pause is you know the the argument that could be made of matt patricia using more than one running back um in a season but i think we also have to look at the offensive coordinator and who's there and that's daryl bevel and his propensity to um use a bell cow running back and just shove it down their throat um so you know i'm i'm just hoping that with daryl bevel calling the plays that there's going to be a higher propensity of deandre swift to get these touches
4: well, and let's say they don't, right? I mean, I could still still see it be like Kamara and insert other running back, you know, where he's still getting all the the good touches. And yeah, I I'm I'm very excited for him being in Detroit, to be honest.
6: Some people knock the landing spot, but they have a really good offensive line. Like it's underrated, I feel like, because they have uh, I forget the guy's center's name, but like almost like three first round picks on offensive line. And he's better than Carry on, and the skill sets there, draft capital, early second round. I mean, I love it.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, really. I think it's maybe more of a muddled landing spot than at least one other guy I got on here. But uh, no problems with taking Swift of any of these guys. The top of the running backs, it's like picky, picky guy. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's what. Uh, what this draft has shaken out is that these running backs are basically, um, pick, yeah, yeah, pick your guy. Pick, you know, whoever you prefer um, out of these guys because uh, the landing spots are, are all pretty good. So, Stompy, that puts you on the clock with the 1.08. Still some premium players on the board. Who are you taking here?
5: Huh. Um, don't wait. Doesn't that put John on? Um, i he's still he's no longer participating. I
1: don't think he is. I don't think he's part of because <laughs> he doesn't know anything <laughs> about I've hang <Ryan>. over his <laughs> spot. Um, he doesn't have a choice anymore. Yeah. Um, this is tough. I'm in control. There were, now. Some,
5: there were some good um, RB landing spots a little bit later, like Keyshawn Vaughn to the Bucks. Um,
2: underrated. Yeah. <sighs>
5: I mean, LaMichael Pirine to the New York Jets pretty underrated because of where Lev Bell mm. is and how Adam Gase views Lev Bell. Um, but I think, for me, it's got to be Cam Akers here. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's mm. not you're fine. <laughs> it's got to be Cam Akers. I mean, nobody inspired anything last year for, like, Darrell Henderson for... Um, John Kelly, everybody's favorite before uh, the 2018 draft, uh, or, or Malcolm Brown. So I think Cam Akers steps into um, one of the better situations, one of, like Peter um, has acknowledged, one of the less muddled backfields. I mean, he, I don't think there's anybody who really takes a ton of touches from Cam Akers. So um, relatively high-powered offense. And he's a starting quarterback where we saw Todd Gurley be elite for two, three years. So I, I think it's gotta be Cam Akers here.
4: Yeah, Cam Akers,
1: I definitely
2: can I just interject. Normally I would have uh... sorry, I tried to get in early. where <laughs> I've got a delay, like normally I would have been all over Stompy with that one, but I'm trying to you know, I'm trying not to f- screw this guy's up for everyone listening. I know I'm causing trouble, but I would say just to throw some late shade here you should not be humming and harring over whether to take Cam of a Keyshawn Vaughn. Like it's night and day. It and was, it was more of a stop it. There is a huge motherfucker of a drop off after Cam Akers. No, I understand. Not close. Like I love I- Vaughn. I like that Stompy's trying to put his name on all these guys. So <laughs> I he agree. can be the guy who knew first. I get it. I agree. But there is no decision there. You take Cam Akers, just in yes. case anyone was confused. Or oh, maybe I no, should no. take Ishan Vaughn. No, <laughs> Cam Akers my, is very clearly the pick there. Stumpy was just trying to claim more acclaim uh, than he really
5: deserves. Yes, I say, so I right. I acknowledge those yeah, those guys who maybe you won't be thinking about. <laughs> it was i i knew who the pick was it was more let's acknowledge that there are some decent landing spots here that are going to jump fine. in value That's but cam makers cam makers at to la i mean he was already a top four running back in this class that landing right. spot i mean secures that for him so yeah cam makers is definitely the pick here
0: right and and if we just I see go you. if we go off of just what the film says and what cam makers profile is is he actually profiles really well in a zone-style offense, which is what St. Louis runs, right? Everything is based off of the zone concept. And if you're going to bring up Darrell Henderson, please know that Darrell Henderson is one of the worst zone runners graded in the NFL. Um, So he clearly doesn't fit in that offense. Darrell Henderson profiled as a power running back in college. He's not making it for the the Rams. Cam Akers is clearly a one-cut running back, which is terrific in the zone-style system
1: very nice very nice so uh, oh also also acres has two
5: 20 plus reception seasons in the nfl yeah. uh, and i believe is a fantastic pass blocker so can be on the field for all three downs
1: yeah it's huge that's huge uh, more uh more reason to take him here i think this is uh this is the part where it gets interesting um, because after acres goes off the board i think it's where uh where where I'm interested to see people go and bill, you are on the clock with the 1.09, all the, all those, those running backs, all the top quarterbacks are off the board. What are you doing here at the 1.09?
4: Yeah. I seem to be falling into the situation every time where I I'm picking the guy at the top of, you know, a tier. And so I kind of, I have my choice, which is great, but I feel like every time I'm in that situation, I'd probably trade back if I could. Uh, But, I'm gonna go with who I feel is the best wide receiver, even though it's a little muddled with in Dallas. But I'm going CD Lamb here. I just think he's the best guy, and Cream will rise to the top.
1: CD Lamb, the pick with the uh, Cream will rise. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Michael Gallup has two more years, right? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
5: Okay. And then I don't know. And he's really,
2: really, really good.
5: And is really good. Yes, and is really good. Yep. So that that landing spot was horrendous. And I, I, I don't know the exact uh numbers for Amari Cooper's contract.
4: Two years, uh, they can get out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. They
5: haven't out in two years. after. Right? So after 2022 is the out.
4: 2021 is... The only
2: thing that's made me feel better about the landing spot is actually... John Michael, uh, J. Mike check on Twitter from the Open Bar and the Dynasty Dummies, he pointed out that while it was a terrible pick and you it really boggles the mind why you would stack the wide receiver room when you have two great wide receivers, you also don't not se- select C.D. Lamb when he falls to you. And that was a fairly good point. That made me feel better about it. Like, you don't just not take C.D. Lamb. Just
0: You just don't not do that. So, yeah, that made me feel better about it. I think it's worth noting that I'm not going to go down this whole vacated targets route with Peter on this podcast. But I think one thing can't do you this do- to me while I've got a delay, man. You can't do it. I just, <laughs> no, so I need instant response for that. So <laughs> the, the only the only thing I'm going to say is that a much worse wide receiver in Randall Cobb still came out with 53 targets and 55 hey! receptions. <laughs>
1: Valid point. By who? By Kane or by by Peter there? I think both. Both. Um, Anyways, uh, guys, C.D. Lamb, yeah, really interesting. I I think uh, was a guy that uh, a lot of people were very high on before the draft. I was wondering kind of how his landing spot was going to affect his draft capital, but he's still the first wide receiver off the board in this month. So uh, I think that's interesting to note, that uh, that people are still going to be high on C.D. Lamb uh, you know, regardless of that landing spot that you know um, that may some may see as unfortunate. So uh Kane, I put you up on the clock, bud. You got the one point ten here. Um who are you taking?
0: I'm I'm taking my only other tier one wide receiver, um, which is Gerald Judy. Um, that's his fancy name. Um mm. but yeah, Gerald Judy, great receiver. Um I you know, at, at some point you still have to go with um it, I'm a guy that tears players, so I'm always going to take a guy that's in my you know wide receiver one tier versus dipping into that second tier. Um, so that's what I'm doing here. I like the landing spot. Um, I'm curious to see you know how the offense just looks as a whole um, with obviously all the other mouths that are going to have to be fed with all the other draft picks there. But you know Jerry Judy's just a good player, um, and I want good players on my fantasy football team. Just draft good players. There you go. Yeah. And Jerry, Pretty simple.
1: One of them. And uh, he, he winds up in Denver. That offense seems to be uh, moving to a high power type of, uh, of offense uh, with, with the free agent signings and, and the drafting of Judy here. Um, what do you guys think? Is Judy the pick here? Uh, does anyone have an issue with taking Jerry Judy here?
4: Nope.
1: Man, it's all chalk. Um,
2: I know we're back to what we said about running backs. as we're back to what we said about running backs uh where it's kind of picky guy judy's fine i would have some others i'd prefer
1: okay well, it's your yeah. turn well yeah and then that's that's a perfect segue because the 101 belongs to you peter howard and what are you going to do what what's one of those guys at least that that you would prefer over judy that that you're going to take here
2: um, yeah, I haven't done post-draft rankings yet, so they're in flux, so I'm going to take this opportunity, because otherwise, I'm going to be saying Jalen Rager's name so often. Uh, it seems like, over the next few weeks, I'm going to change it up a little bit here, so while Rager probably edges out, I just want to point out that the wide receiver with the highest likelihood of having a fantasy-relevant season, like, very clearly, there's a slight drop-off before you get to Rager. Um is just of producing a top 24 or top 12 season. If you average out the, however you like to run likelihoods, he went to a great landing spot, I think in Minnesota, just, um, I know there was cousin shade earlier, but he's fine. Um, Adam Thielen's a great wide receiver, which helps the team, which helps Justin Jefferson. He did great in college, a great landing spot in my opinion, as far as I can judge it. And his draft capital was primo too. So like, I I'm going to take Justin Jefferson, mostly because I don't think I'm going to get to say his name a lot in this spot because I'm going to be saying Rego so much. So maybe Justin Jefferson.
1: <laughs> Justin Jefferson, the pick here, wide receiver, going to Minnesota, uh, going to step in and try to fill the, uh, the shoes of Stefan Diggs. Maybe not the same role, but, uh, both are superior outrunners, and uh, and we're going to see Justin Jefferson on full display there. He doesn't have much uh, standing in the way of playing time. Tajay Sharp uh, is is pretty much it. So, um, what do you guys think of, of the pick here with Justin Jefferson?
6: Great name, fantastic name, no, Jefferson. No. No, Justin, you know, yeah, oh. I know. Great, great <laughs> name, Justin's
2: spies. awesome.
6: Hard-hitting analysis
1: there from from Justin. <laughs> the, the, the name, the name right there. So so you're getting the best of the best here with these guys. Um, no, <laughs> Justin Jefferson. No, um, I, I think this is a great pick. I think it's uh, about the range that you're going to get him. Um, you know, really, really uh, nice landing spot. And it it seems like opportunity is going to be there right away. So um, that's always good too. By the way, something I kind of want to go on is if if you have a guy that's going to, you think is going to get opportunity sooner rather than later, I I bump them up a little bit because I want to know what I have. I don't want to wait two years if I don't have to, you know? Um, So the sooner I know whether or not I have garbage or I have, you know, a player that I think can, can be decent um the sooner i can either move on or you know you, use that player so to me that's that's an important part of uh, of drafting these rookies too so um justin we're going to go to you now man you're up with the one uh the, the last pick in the first round the 1.12 who are you taking here
6: yeah um like peter said i'm going to be saying rager a lot in these situations uh, he's my wide receiver too but i'm going to go with Keyshawn vaughn i think the last running back before a nice little tear break in it and oh, a great yeah. landing spot with tom brady Should have immediate production. He's better than Ronald Jones. And I'm going to go Keyshawn Vaughn at the 112, get another running back. And then because of this whole COVID thing, too, his wide receiver's not going to have as much time to work out with their quarterbacks. It's going to be a little late transition. I could probably get Rager a little cheaper in a year from now or another wide receiver a little cheaper in a year from now. So I'm going to go Keyshawn Vaughn.
1: Very nice. Keyshawn Vaughn is the pick running back for Tampa Bay. He is uh, the second youngest running back to Ronald Jones on that roster, um, which is weird to say but uh, (laughs) apparently most people think he is better than Ronald Jones and that's why he's the pick here guys what do you guys think of Keyshawn Vaughn being the pick here at the end of the first round
2: I think it's a really smart thing to do something I don't often find And myself doing but switching back to running back before you're really comfortable like positionally it just makes a lot of sense like justin said this year especially seems really weird for rago not to be a first round pick and that's that's the thing i'd normally take rago but it it is something you should probably do more often than i'm ever comfortable with which is switch back to running back so it's smart
6: very nice yeah um i don't get called smart often so thanks for
2: Hey, man, you're not hanging out on my feet enough. Everyone there's one of than me, and I tell them <laughs> constantly. So just come by anytime.
1: Um, all right. So that that does it for the first round. Uh, real quick wrap-up. Joe Burrow, 1.01. Uh, 02 is Tua. 03 is uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 04 is uh, Justin Herbert. 05 is Jonathan Taylor. 06 was Dobbins. 07 was uh, me with uh, DeAndre Swift. 08 was Cam Akers. Uh, the 1.09, I'm going to wait till this thing rolls around again. Um, this is just for, you know, the blind. Uh, 1.09 is C.D. Lamb. The 110 <laughs> is Cherry Judy. 111 is Justin Jefferson. 112 is Keyshawn Vaughn. So that puts me on the clock at the 2.01. And because you guys have, have graciously passed on Jalen Rager, I'm going to do the same. Right. Uh, well, Jalen Rager would oh. be here, but I, I want to trigger John, and he's not here right now. So I'm going to go back. <laughs> And I am going to take Jordan Love, the future replacement uh, for Aaron Rodgers, sure. in the very, in the much nearer future than uh, John Pope would think. <laughs> that um,
4: brought Stampy wastes too much joy. So I get, yeah. I, so I get Jordan Love here.
1: Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to take the quarterback in the Superflex draft. I'm not. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I am not head over heels in public. <laughs> <Jordan Love. laughs> uh, I'm not. I don't love. Jordan Love. I don't love the the, the pick here, but um, the, the value I think is right uh, here at the, the beginning of the second round to take a quarterback here, um, especially if I own Aaron Rodgers. I definitely want Jordan Love. Um, so uh, I don't know, super flex dude, uh, John Hogue. Probably has all the Aaron Rodgers shares, so he should probably get used to saying the name Jordan Love in rookie drafts. But um, that's going to be my pick here, guys. So uh, so go ahead and tear it up, but uh, but know that I did it just just to, to spite John Ho. Okay, I'll let Peter go first.
2: Uh, yeah, he's him and Hertz are kind of hard to get on my board right now. Like, I like that you're making a case that he could get on the field. If you don't think that, then just it's dub I kind of know, no, I don't. I don't want anything to do with him. His value's more likely to stay the state. I go for something that could increase, um, rather than something that's just going to be a roster waste. And what do they call them, roster cloggers? So no, no, no. I think it's terrible. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it with a. Put it this way: I'd rather take Herbert over. Who went? Who did he go over? Herbert over one of those running backs. And miss out on that running back, then draft Love and miss out on Jalen Rago. That, that I mean, that's what you're doing there, and I'm not doing it. But that's me, and I'm All stupid. Right. So
1: well, well, Peter, Peter uh, was was being nice with his with the way he broke it down, guys. So guys, don't pull any punches though. Like, did. Let, let me know what you guys think uh, <laughs> of, of the Jordan Love pick. Anybody else have any thoughts on uh, on here? And if it's if bad. He, if he doesn't go early in the, in the Superplex <laughs> League, uh, where, where would you guys consider him going? So first, I'm
0: going to start with why the Jordan Love pick is bad. Um, I don't understand taking a guy that is only going to decrease in value, because Aaron Rodgers is still going to play for another two years for the Packers, unless somehow they're going to trade and eat all that cap. Um, so they're not, they're not going to cut him. You know, if they cut him next year, it's a $31.5 million cap hit. They have an out after two years, but do you really want to wait two years to figure out if if that's actually going to be a quarterback that has, you know, even a top 24 season at quarterback? I don't want to do that. I want to get immediate production because as soon as, and granted, I'm not a Jalen Rager guy, but if I take Rager and he, you know, has 90 targets, you know, 800, 900 yards and some touchdowns. You're going to be willing to trade me Jordan Love plus for Rager because Jordan Love's still going to be sitting on your bench and not seeing any playing time.
1: I think you underrate how much I love these quarterbacks and how much I like having all of them. So I probably wouldn't do that, but I, I your point is valid. I think most people probably would. Um, most reasonable people, and I don't I don't pretend <laughs> to be reasonable. So um, I love how we call it. I get Josh Rosen? And you're telling
0: me now you're unreasonable?
1: Yeah, I, I just thought that you guys already knew, um, but yeah, well, let's move on because I'm, I'm, uh, No, I'm, let's not move on. Let's make, I'm you, sweat. I'm let's make to... you sweat. Let's make
2: you sweat. Let's throw you an AJ Brown for Josh Rosen trade. Would you accept that?
1: Peter Howard, I drank all those beers last night for you and, and I'm still getting this treatment for your fault. And follow- I'm still follow-
2: for your follow- following you. You've been paid for those beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: man man oh man what have you done for me lately all right, all right guys. I'm, I'm moving on I'm, I'm making an executive decision we're moving on 2.02 02. rigged Jalen Rager is still there um who are you taking I don't know there there's a few wide receivers
5: here that I like and so I'm trying to decide where to go here Stompy.
2: He's gonna do the same thing. He's gonna put his name on a bunch of nope, guys. Not and gonna, take I'm him. not gonna do
5: it. Look at him go! <laughs>
2: Look at him go! All <laughs>
5: these guys on mine. Whoever
2: hits, I was right. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna he's stick, a, like, eight I tight a a yeah. <laughs>
5: Um I'm gonna go with Lavisca Chanel. Oh, oh terrible. interesting. But why though? Explain
1: yourself, sir.
5: <laughs> I I just he. He has landed in a situation that isn't Good. rife with pass catchers. Uh, he can basically, I, I think, I mean, I think he's a very dynamic receiver and can play underneath uh, as well as on the outside, um, can play out of the backfield as well. He's great Ooh. with <laughs> yards after catch. So I just I, I, just like the situation he landed and what he can do um, with the ball in his hands.
1: All right, guys. What do you guys think, Laviska uh Jacksonville took him in the draft. What, what do we uh, What do we think of the pick here?
0: So three things. First, um, he's he's often injured, which is definitely something I don't want. Second, he's not a polished wide receiver because, granted, he played all over the field. And I know that makes him a little versatile, but at the same time, um, that leads into my third point, which he's going to need manufactured touches to see immediate fantasy production. And he's going to a place that doesn't often give manufactured touches to players. So I'm not going to touch that, not even with Stompy's picks.
1: Well, if if we read the ticker, it says 2.01, love, and then Chanel. So... I think John is trying to tell us that he loves the Chanel pick, while while everybody else seems to be hating on it. But I, no, uh, it, it's it's an interesting pick. I the landing spot. What does everyone think of the landing spot? Is Jacksonville a decent landing spot for a receiver, or is that? I mean, we're relying on Gardner Minshew, right? And I know Bobby Koch would would be here. Uh, you know,
2: hey man, bon, bon what's with all the hate for the fun people? I mean, <laughs> Minshew's fun. Don't, I mean, do you just not like fun? Do you not like touchdowns, John? You're not like yards, huh? You're you not like mustaches and 70s references. Come on, man. <laughs> um, I think Jacksonville's a great landing spot for a wide receiver. Again, because we measure them terribly. Why not? <laughs> and They may as well be great. There's potential there. I think uh, Leviska Schnult just made me a DJ Chalk fan, so I'm a little upset about that. Mostly, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and someone who had one really good season in college, um, and it happened under the age of twenty, so his likelihood actually rises and actually justifies Stompy's pick here a little bit. But any kind of decent digging back at, through, you know, production and how it compares and relates to fantasy points, like, um, it looks like a Kelvin Benjamin type player. I mean, it can happen. Kelvin Benjamin had a great first year and was decent in the league and similar size, similar in that he had one great year. Benjamin had it later than Chenault did, but I think the idea of sustained production as a wide receiver, like if he goes up in value because of a great first year, I'll be the first in line to sell him. Um, Like I I have problems the way uh, his college production worked out. He could only do it once, and then like um, Kane was saying, I guess I'll agree with Kane again, which just really makes me extra baby, not like Chenault. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was not as a wide receiver. It was as a different kind of player. And that's fine, but that's not what I'm looking for. So Chenault's got a lot of problems with profiles, is basically what I'm saying.
1: Well, okay. The last two picks have been crapped all over. So <laughs> now we're, we're going to go to Bill. Bill, good luck to you, sir. You are on the top <laughs> of 2.03. you got a tough crowd here.
4: Yeah, so the two I'm debating between is probably the largest Twitter debate over the, uh, draft season. Um, but I think I'm going to go with who I think has the better situation with the better quarterback. So I'm going to go with Jalen Rager here. And, uh, thanks for an easier decision than my last two. I appreciate that guys.
1: Yeah, this this is a slam dunk, awesome pick. I don't I don't know that anyone's gonna argue with you there. I maybe does uh, anybody think that Jalen Rager here at this point of the draft is a uh, is a bad pick?
2: I would have been throwing my first from the next two years at that guy for that pick, <laughs> like pretty pretty quickly. I, I think he honestly <laughs> has the most upside. Yeah, he's one of the few wide receivers in this class. I can honestly see a lot more upside with. Like Justin Jefferson can get there, which is why I like him because he's got a certainty of hitting as well. But he has to get there through a specific way, like a Jarvis Landry kind of a route, a Stefan Diggs who never quite got to the top twelve so far, kind of a route. Um, But Rager Rager has how should we say like standard, regular, awesome top twelve dynasty wide receiver type profile. I mean, he looks great apart from that last year. So
0: yeah, I love the pick
1: yep i think i think everyone's on board with that sounds like i I dislike
0: rager but i'd pick him here
1: at the 2.03 i mean the value is there right at this point so even even if you're not a rager guy at this point you know with the draft capital he has behind him and his landing spot this this is kind of a no-brainer so uh actually
2: i'm 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 feeling a lot more comfortable now because i disagree with kane like if you don't like rager you should go mims there like that like I get if you don't like Rager, I think Mims would be an easy replacement. He has he's one of the other players in the class with that kind of upside. I prefer Rager, but uh, I think Kane's wrong. If he doesn't like him, you should take Mims. I, I
0: like Rager more than Mims.
1: Oh no, well, well then <laughs> and I don't so like wrong headed,
0: man. You're so wrongheaded. That's
1: bad. <laughs> can, can, you're, on, <laughs> you're on the clock now at the two point oh four, and I guess we can expect Mims to, to still be on the board when uh, Peter picks. But, uh, but who's going to be your pick I here? I think who's so. For? Um, T Higgins. T Higgins, oh. is the pick Why oh, you from the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, was taken with the first pick in the second round there. Um, what does everybody think about the T Higgins pick here? I think
0: it's great. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah.
5: I Maybe mean, he steps up into probably a starting role next year with AJ Green likely gone. So.
6: Joe Burrow's number one man. Joe I believe Burrell's Tyler Boyd is also
1: in a contract here, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but yeah, I mean T Higgins steps up into a nice role. Um, he's going to be able to grow alongside Joe Burrow, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets used his first year. How you know there there might be a uh, a, a little bit more um, more. You know, there uh, that keeps him down uh, year one from producing, but I think after after year one, um, this guy should should be an elite level producer. So that's uh, that's a real nice pick there. I like it as well. Um, so the two point oh four is T Higgins. The two. Can I
2: just say that's terrible? Like, don't, if that's the way you feel, just don't take T Higgins. Don't don't do that. Don't do it. That's terrible. Don't don't go well. Yeah, in a year that that means you don't like the player, and you're talking yourself into it. Like. If you don't think he can produce the very slow levels a rookie usually produces in his first year, then just don't do it. Like this is a this is a JJ Sego Whiteside argument from last year, and he didn't work out. But we now know that after his first year, because we had a reasonable expectation that he didn't meet. If you don't think T Higgins can do you know a reasonable approximation compared to a rookie from the second round, then just don't do it. If you're saying in a year, then it's a, then it's a Jordan Love fallacy. That's what we're talking about. You're expecting nothing good, so why take him?
1: Well, I, I like don't his know. His value
2: is more likely to go down if he has a Jalen Reagan, Bray- If he has a JJ Sager Whiteside ceiling, and that's what you're saying when you say probably not this year, then you know his value is going to go down. So just don't take him. Well, I mean, if that's not what you're saying, that's great. I'm just saying for anyone listening, like, don't get it confused. If you don't think he can get. A ten percent target share and fifty fantasy points. Just don't take him because sure. then you'll have a J.J. white Whiteside plummet.
1: And, and I like I like the point that you made of if you if you don't think that he can can hit these 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 minimum kind of kind of points that 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 we set for wide like receiver, um, then then yeah, you can probably deal for him later. Um, I just think with T. Higgins, you right. I mean, look at a guy like Jalen rager there's really nothing stopping him from producing and and getting on the field an awful lot in year one. I think with Higgins, that, that might not be the case just because there's some, some, I mean, AJ Green's there for one year, Tyler Boyd's there for one year. I'm just saying that maybe he doesn't hit his, you know, we don't see his best because I don't think he's going to see the field as often as he will in, in year two and and beyond. So yeah.
2: yeah, I'm just saying keep that in perspective because I'm stupid, so I listen to smart guys like you and then I get a misunderstanding of what you're trying to say. And like, and so I just kind of want to lay that out because if, if you don't think they can do something that's going to at least sustain their value in year one, just don't do it. You're talking
0: yourself into too much. And that would be
2: all I'm saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. so as, as the guy who actually picked T. Higgins, I, I think T. Higgins has an immediate value because I think he's going to see the field as the third wide receiver on that team. Um, and so that's, yeah,
2: that's the way you have to feel.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and he was the only remaining tier two wide receiver for me um, in my tiering system, so it's another no-brainer pick. And this goes back to my, like, I, I want a way to value landing spot, and so many people
2: like Stompy and everyone here gets it right, and I don't because I can't find a number to help me out to gauge it where I'm just smart and I have to do what things tell me. Uh, where, where I'm just dumb and I have to do what things tell me. I can't make up my own mind. Oh, and it's like, well, well, think back to A.J. Brown. or That's some just the most recent example. And we can go through three wide receivers that looked like they had slim chance to not do much their first year. And they did fine. Even the ones that didn't hit top 24, like A.J. Brown, did fine. Um, and that's with, like, well AJ Brands one I've got off the top of my head that's you could say there's a wide receiver that has first round draft capital as a top 24 wide receiver you had DeLaney Walker who we thought was coming back we had Jonah Smith who we thought was there to take up some more of the offense there's there's no way really of knowing that that guy can't earn that 10% that 50 points that I can find so it goes back to feeling in the story. And if you can't make the story of a T Higgins doing that, then just don't draft him. But if you can, like Kane was saying, then yeah, that's a great pick. And I think it's, I think T Higgins can do that.
0: Peter agreed with me again. We're going to have to just both get off of this podcast. This is, yeah. This can is
2: we just delete this podcast?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this All never right. happened. <laughs> 2, 2.05 now, and uh, Peter Howard is on the clock. Peter, who are you taking here uh, with T. Higgins uh, off the board right before you?
2: Uh, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought uh, Rego and Mims would be gone, to be honest, and then I'd get to say another name that I really hope to, to me in some of these drafts as a couple. But, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take Mims because you all have let, let him forward to me.
1: So, it's one of those
2: drafts where you almost feel like you're going to do better if other people ahead of you do better because yeah. then the guys that you want but you can't take that value, faulty, and you're like, oh, I have to
1: take the guy. I like. We, we disappointed drafts, him, you know? James.
5: James, we disappointed Peter.
1: Damn it. I, I, I'm used to disappointing pretty much everyone in my life, so this is no different than my daily. So um, to Peter, I'm sorry, uh, but, uh, but welcome to the uh, not-so-exclusive club. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate then... that
2: Stumpy. I can't help but feel like a note of sarcasm in there, but that's probably just my imagination. I appreciate oh, no, I'm you a sarcastic, uh, valuing my opinion. I'm a, that, that
5: I'm a sarcastic bitch, Peter, so it's fine.
2: Sorry, I got a delay going on. You're a bitch. I agree. Yes. Uh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> use those words because I love you, <laughs> but I mean, if you're saying it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's all you have to do is agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Denzel Mims, let's talk about him. Uh, goes to the Jets. Uh, Jets have, like, no receivers outside of Denzel Mims. Um, this guy was a guy who projected uh, very well to the NFL level, and he goes to a team that uh, he's going to have a ton of opportunity. Can he overcome the uh, the Adam Gase stigma of, uh, of being able to produce with that guy? That's going to be the question. But uh, what does everyone think on the uh, Denzel Mims pick here?
6: Love it. I don't like drafting behind Peter. I learned that. That's not fun. <laughs> but uh, love the pick. Love you, Justin. Yeah, he's love you too. He's a good player. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I mean, I'm gonna be an anomaly, but I think I'd rather have him in rookie drafts over Jerry Judy. Which is, I get it. Not everyone can be right, so
0: we can just stop there.
6: Yeah, I (laughs) understand. Give me the guy stepping into the alpha role, Sam Darnold. I mean, I like it.
1: Okay, nice. Well, uh, Justin, you are on the clock with the 2.06. Now, after Mins goes off the board in front of you, who are you taking?
6: I'm going to go with Brian Edwards, wide receiver, Oakland. Uh, I, I mean, love the guy. And I love Las the Vegas? Did in round three. Yeah, I was, sh- Las Vegas Raiders,
1: there it's it is. The see. Oak
5: Vegas Raiders, we'll give you a pass. The Oak Vegas
6: Raiders, yeah. So, Brian Edwards is my guy. He's going to be the alpha there. I think Ruggs just helps him out that much more. So, I, I love it.
1: Yeah, an interesting pick here, uh, Brian Edwards. I, I I I like the player. Um, I, I don't know. There's a lot of receivers going to Oakland now, um, so we'll, we'll kind of see um, how you know how that works out. Um, but what does everybody think on this pick here, uh, Brian Edwards, going at two point oh six?
2: That's the guy I wanted to have to take. I can't take him over Mims unless it's my actual draft, and then you know I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Damn it. <clears throat> But um because it's not really reasonable. Mim should be he should be the guy, draft capital and everything else weighed in. But I, I really like I really like Evans and where he landed. John's looking tired, so I'm gonna stop talking. Sorry.
5: <laughs> so I mean I, I guess the question for me with the Raiders is does Brian Edwards does he play more of that possession wide receiver where Ruggs and, and Tyrell Williams are more downfield?
0: Well, Brian Edwards is a possession wide receiver. Well, right. I mean, and and
5: and that. I mean, with that answer, it's. I mean, Brian Edwards steps into a role where, as Peter said, um, it's important that he produces in his first year. But he steps into a role where he can produce uh, relatively well in his
1: first year. Well, don't don't forget about Lynn Bowden too, because the Raiders took him as well, and I'm awful high on him. Yep,
0: too. and they they also labeled him as a running back. Yeah.
1: Ugh.
5: Okay. Interesting. So that means. Uh, Josh Jacobs doesn't catch on the ball again?
0: Correct.
2: Mm. No, they really don't want him to catch the ball. <laughs> they're, they're very adamant about this.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that puts me on the clock with the 2.07, and I, I can't believe that um, Henry Ruggs is still there. Uh, I can. I, I Yeah, I just draft capital at this point at the 2.07, uh, the, the draft capital is there. Um, the Raiders are going to give this guy every opportunity to to. To produce um i think at this point i mean it's not a player that i'm high on uh he wasn't in my top five of, of wide receivers this year but it is a guy that that i'll take a shot on here at the 2.07 um i don't really like the landing spot i i um i don't but uh but i'll i'll uh i'll take i'll take henry rubs here at the 2.07 and kind of hold my nose and uh and hope for the best uh with him what does everybody think on henry rugs uh in the middle of the second
2: I kind of like his landing spot, actually. If a play was going to go somewhere, I I don't really do what's a good landing spot. I think that's pretty clear right now, even before the draft. But having seen the Raiders pop up with rugs, I'm like, that's probably, yeah, I don't mind that. If you're gonna if you're gonna pick a team out that's gonna like you know, try to make rugs a thing and keep at it, like they're the only team in the NFL I know that insisted and forced target share. That's the only example I can come up with where a team clearly has had an influence on target share for the wide receivers to a negative effect for the team and the players, but, um, like they, they will force the issue with rugs. So I actually kind of like the lightning spot that way. And you're right on draft capital. It's, it's kind of, at, at this point, you kind of just have
0: to take him in this draft capital. So I don't hate it. And that's just what John Gruden does as a whole is just force yeah. force targets to certain players. So not, not the worst for, for fantasy. Um, you know, I just wish I was more of a Henry Ruggs guy.
2: Hey, man, he scored a lot of TDs, a lot of TDs.
0: And that's what does it for me. So did John. I know runs. we normally like
2: yards, but I mean, players don't normally score that number of touchdowns. So that's what if he if he works out, that's what we'll be saying. We'll be like, ah, oh, John Gruden made it
4: happen. We'll be like, hey, look at all those touchdowns
2: and the athleticism.
4: So I was talking to somebody, and they had checked out a couple of different people's projections. And after this was just after Thursday, so it doesn't take into account anything after first round, but he was projected to have like 90 some targets this year. Mm. So, I mean, that's pretty high for a rookie and it's a lot more than I expected to hear. Um, so, I mean, maybe it will be higher than a lot of people are expecting.
0: Well, I, th- I think, it's
2: I think it almost has to be for some of us. <laughs> yeah. Valid. Well, I, I
0: think it ha- it's important that, Right. That projection was done before Brian Edwards Absolutely. came on the team too. So yeah. I think we have to take that with a grain of salt at this point,
4: but the, it's not going to dip it to like 60. I don't think, you know, no. what I mean, it's still going to be a decent number,
1: right? Perfect. All right, Stompy, you were on the clock with the two point oh eight. And guys, real quick, before Stompy picks, we're running a little long here, but uh, I, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to to get everybody to, to not share. <laughs> um, I, I think this is going awesome. So we're going to cut it off after two rounds uh, instead of going the full three. So Stompy, this is going to oh, be your last.
0: Your I last. had so many good players lined up.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, we could probably go eight rounds and you would still have players lined up. You don't even I know. know you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But but uh, Stompy, uh, this is gonna be your last pick here. So at the two point oh eight, who you looking at?
5: I think I'm gonna go with Michael Pittman. Um, like Brian Edwards, I think he he's a unique wide receiver with the Colts. Um, can be a jump ball kind type of guy, red zone type of guy. Um, for the Colts this year. We 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 did see Philip River trying to throw downfield a lot with Mike Williams last year. Didn't work out a lot. Uh, but I, It worked think, out
0: to the tune of a thousand yards.
5: Yeah I, well okay yeah yes but he also made some very poor throws. <laughs> we'll just say that. Yeah um, but Pittman Jr.'s not be trying to, be nice
2: for
0: that. to watch what? <laughs> Pittman Jr.'s not losing two points for that pick though.
5: Uh, fair enough. Um either way, he he's at, at the very least he is kind of a deep ball 50-50 ball jump ball type specialist and that is unique in the Colts offense. Um so he can produce right away and then TY Hilton's getting up there in age. I mean, turned 31 this year. Every time I say that I feel weird because I'm turning 32 this year. So <laughs> um but so so I think he has a path to targets year one and an even better one in year two
1: nice yeah michael pittman uh wide receiver for the colts what does everybody think is this uh, is this a good pick here at this point
0: yes sure yeah it's
2: fine
1: i think everybody's on board it's with that nice
2: no? hey, it's not my fictional roster you can do what he like
5: <laughs> well you shit all over lavisca chenault peter
0: yeah, because that was a yeah, bad... Yeah, he looks I, a lot more worrying.
2: I'm, I would take Pittman... i <laughs>
5: Good. <laughs> Finally. Good. Good.
2: <laughs> Don't threaten me with things I like. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, Bill, that puts you up on the clock. 2.09, but who are you taking here in, in our fictional mock draft here?
4: I am going to take Brandon Ayuk. Uh, 49ers, last first round pick. Um, I just trust Shanahan and what he's going to do with these guys. It seems like it's a lot of yak, yak, you know, receivers on the team. And he's, I mean, he's just brilliant. So I just, I'm going to trust the coach.
1: Very nice. The pick here, uh, Brandon, Ayuk, wide receiver for the 49ers, Uh, 49ers busy today, making all sorts of moves, trading for Trent Williams, trading away uh, uh, Marquise Goodwin and uh, Matt Barada, Brandon, Ayuk. Kind of, kind of fills a need there at wide receiver. Um, what, what do you guys think of Brandon Ayuk here? Finally, you Yeah, I, I, I think the last two picks have been very good value. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, moving no, on, team.
0: No, Peter hates Brandon Ayuk. Oh, I
2: hate!
1: I hate
0: Brandon Ayuk. You hate him. You, you hate so him. cold. I I, 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 it.
5: I I was afraid to pick Pittman because I thought Peter would come after me for picking ah, an old breakout player.
2: <laughs> he's not that, he's not really. Uh, that's the thing. Everyone thinks, no one listens to my shit or looks at the actual show. Pittman's fine. He's just, he doesn't blow up the average. Um, but there there are extenuating circumstances, and he did relatively well compared to the age he was playing. Ayuk did terrible compared to the age he was playing. Those are two very different things. (laughs) You know, just because they were playing at an older age or the best years came older, that's not the same thing. Like, Pittman was decent compared to the ages he was playing. Ayuk was bad compared to the age he was playing. It's night and day.
5: Plus, he lands in a spot where they're going to be run heavy again. Um, I just
2: think this team, I don't understand what this team does in the draft. I mean, did you like Pettis? Did you really, really think that Debo Samuel's first year was everything you thought it could be? I mean, Debo did great, uh, and I like him, but like if we didn't get a top twenty-four season. We're probably not going to see many. Um, this team drafts a skill set because it thinks it's smarter and can decide when and where to use every player, and so far they've been successful at it, which goes to the trust of the coach there. But uh, I mean, a lot can go wrong in that, that. Yeah, you, and they're not drafting him to be a role that is great for fantasy as the other aspect of it, even if they use him really well, who'd be a good NFL player, he's got plenty of speed, his skill set is there, but there's no reason to take that guy in the first round. It just feels like hubris. That that team's draft the last two years always feels like hubris. We know better. We don't have to get the better player. We'll just overspend for a player we could get later. And um, but you know, what the fuck are I know? I don't get paid millions to do this. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not yet. Not yet, Peter. Um <laughs> Kane, that puts you on the clock with the 2.10, the 2.10. Who are you taking at this pick here and why?
0: So anyone that follows me on Twitter probably already knows what this pick is going to be because I'm going to draft a running back. Um, So that means I'm drafting Chuggalug, Chuggalug, A.J. Dillon. Um, You know, he has the highest draft capital of the remaining guys. Um, I think he sees some touches year one. Um, and you know, we also don't, and at least I don't anticipate, um, Aaron Jones signing a second contract. So that means we're even going to see a higher increase in his value after year one, provided that, that, um, that contract isn't signed. So I'm willing to take the chance on AJ Dillon here.
1: AJ Dillon, the pick running back for Green Bay, who, um, I, I I'm convinced that they just closed their eyes and pointed, and whoever the the player was, they they took, uh, but potentially not. AJ Dillon's a, a good back. It just the the I don't know. It didn't seem like a position of need at the time. What does everybody think about uh, the AJ Dillon pick here at uh, close to the end of the second here?
4: Steady. I'm fine with it. it. Yeah, no, fine. I mean. <laughs> looking at the other options, I'm completely fine with that. And especially with the potential of what Kane just said, you know, next year in particular, if Aaron Jones isn't there and I mean, Williams is out of a contract as well, I think. So, I mean, he's pretty much the lone survivor. So, I mean, I'm totally fine with that at this point in the draft.
5: Well, and with the news that they're wanting to go more run heavy um, and how they picked (laughs) was uh, a very, very much evidence of that. AJ Dillon, like, Kane said steps into a a decent role year one I mean is if he takes over that Jamal Williams spot and then is the starter in year two
1: yeah yeah very nice I uh I I'm not gonna speak out against AJ Dillon again the last time I did Kane made me change my uh Twitter avatar to AJ Dillon so I'm not doing that again um
0: yeah so so James it helps if you're gonna make a 40 time bet with me you should look what the guy ran in high school before you do it
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, They don't weigh the same that they did when they were in high school. I don't weigh the same as I did when I was in high school (laughs) either.
0: So A.J. Dillon weighed six pounds more in college than he did in high school.
1: Uh, Well, that's six pounds slower. And anyhow, uh, let's move on here. 2.11, Peter Howard. This is your last pick of the draft here at this Oh, I got another pick? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Your last pick. Who are you taking?
2: I got about uh, uh, three players here, and they're all swinging for the fences. Dylan's a lot more safe and stable, which is fine. Um, I know. I just pull a stompy, and you've got Zach Moss, Darrington Evans, KJ Hamler, and Lynn Bowden all seem like really good value right here. See, here's and the thing, I'm though. That's like how
5: you just, it's like, you know, those cold readings that the. People who talk to ghosts do. You just start throwing things out there, and if one of them sticks, you hold on to it real tight.
2: Yeah, I'll say, remember when I mentioned that guy at the end of the second? Yeah, Yeah, remember? I I told Um, you
5: he was going to be good.
2: I definitely said his name a couple times. I mean, you've got Anthony McFarlane and Antonio Golden gandy down here, too. (laughs) Hang on a second. (laughs) I like Isaiah Hodges as a late flyer. You know, Benjamin, despite being drafting the seventh. Like, why the hell not? Hang on. Donald Mooney going in the fifth. I like, kind of like it. No, but um, and no, it's running back a wide receiver. It's going to be Evans or Hamler for me. Uh, so I guess I'll just say Hamler because I really like KJ Hamler and I don't think he's mentioned and still probably not mentioned a lot. He's a wide receiver three in Denver, so probably nothing's ever going to come of it. But uh, I like the player and you never know.
1: Yeah, Young, dude, youngest wide receiver in the draft. Old. Yeah, yeah, 20 years old. I mean, he he's got plenty of time to um to kind of to kind of find his role there, but uh, even as a wide receiver three in Denver, it seems like the one thing that they were missing before this pick was speed and he definitely brings that. So I I like the pick. What does everybody else think about KJ Hamler here at uh, the end of the second? It's a good pick. I mean, yeah.
5: he he had all, he already is going to see the field and probably four wide receiver sets. I would imagine that Dejon Hamilton is going to play the slot, but I think Hamler, that's where Hamler is destined is to play the slot. Um And he'll be punt and kick returner. And then Dejon Hamilton's contract is up after 2021.
2: Wow. Dejon Hamilton reference in 2020. Who would have thought?
5: <laughs> well, I, I really like, I think Dejon <laughs> Hamilton is, I mean, a fantastic NFL player. Um, But just,
4: yeah, that's
5: not good. I though he did help me win SFB8. I'll say that. (laughs) Sports betting man has wait,
4: wait, what you won SFB8? Nope, I don't.
1: (laughs) Sports betting man is asking us a question in the chat, guys. Uh, what happens to Jamal Jamal Williams? Do you think he keeps the role he had? Um, what do you guys think?
2: I know where the pack is. Here is the only thing I can say very, very clearly is they have. 8-8 8-8 eight, eight Aaron Jones. They hate him. I don't know why. I don't think it's fair, but they hate him. I would favor that Jamal Williams probably retains more of his role than Aaron Jones. For some reason, they are bound to determine for it not to be Aaron Jones. Last year, he had to do nothing but score touchdowns just to show to show up, and that's because the team still limited his role. They they still don't want it to be him. He's just really good. It doesn't matter. The team doesn't want it. So I don't I, I know. I bet on Jamal Williams, head of Aaron Jones, for that reason, if nothing else.
1: Peter and I just became best friends because I've been saying and,
2: that. And, and Jamal Williams has been good. He was good. He was a good college player. He's been good in the NFL. He's done nothing wrong. He's he's a good player um, is the other
0: aspect of that.
1: Totally agree. Um, anybody else have any thoughts that, uh, that are different than that?
0: Yeah, I disagree with Peter.
1: You just wanted to say that, didn't you? <laughs> you don't even feel that way? You just wanted to say that? No, I –
0: I think with with the roles that that were shown, I think um, the person that contrasts to AJ Dillon the most is Aaron Jones, and I think if we're anticipating AJ Dillon to take some of those touches in Green Bay, um, right, we would assume that there would be more of a counterpart to him, and that would be Aaron Jones. If we're just looking at the different skill sets, not in the
2: NFL. Again, because Green Bay gave the receiving work to Jamal Williams because they hate Aaron Jones, even though Aaron Jones is a proven better pass catcher. Jamal Williams is good. He's decent. No shade there. But they, they prefer Jamal Williams in the passing game because they hate Aaron Jones. That's my only explanation for why you would do that in the NFL. Am I wrong? Someone tell me I'm wrong. That would be great, but I'm pretty sure Jamal Williams has been more heavily used in the passing game.
1: Mm-hmm. No, he has. Yes.
0: I only watch 2
2: ha, Packers Kane. Games a year ha, so. Kane. Yeah,
1: yeah. I am with you Kane. I uh, I wouldn't watch any if I
0: didn't have to. Okay, I'm I'm just more talking about like if I'm just wanting a different skill set in a running back and we take pass catching out of this, like just if if we see just how AJ Dillon runs, which is obviously a downhill power style runner, um Aaron Jones is a little bit different than that than Jamal Williams is. I think you're right. If you look at the players,
2: what I'm saying is the team is consistent in looking at these players and gone. I don't care. And uh, at some point, you got to believe the guys who are making the decisions. Just for whatever reason, they're going to keep making those same decisions. No, I I,
0: tweeted I, I agree at on LaFleur the player comments. I do, but they don't apparently. I, I tweeted at Lafleur, so we should we should be able to get this one across. Oh, we should. Oh, we're good then. We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: good. Yeah. <laughs> they love me. He told how to do You're that You're doing job this all wrong. You ever just tweeted at a coach and
1: he just gets you?
0: You know? <laughs>
1: yeah, right. He just gets me. <laughs> all right, guys. We're we're almost done with this thing. We're at the last pick. The 2.12. Uh, that goes to you, Justin. Close this thing out for us. But who is Mr. Irrelevant in our uh, our mock draft here?
6: Well, I got to do a stompy and just to call some players. Like, you know, Lin Bowden, I like a lot. I also like Antonio Gibson's landing spot, and I think Chase Claypool going in the second round said something. But I think I'm just gonna. Well, Jalen Hurts is also interesting, but that landing spot sucked. Like I just sucked. That 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 took the life out of me for there. But I'm gonna go with Antonio Gibson at the two twelve. I think third round pick by Washington and get some versatility use. But yeah,
1: yeah, Antonio Gibson. Uh, I believe listed running back uh, for for Washington. Um, an interesting pick we you know when you look at what washington has there you've got a running back who hasn't been able to stay healthy unfortunately um in darius guys a guy who i like a lot but has not been healthy you have uh you know adrian peterson uh they signed peyton barber i I don't know if they have a guy that uh that that is a clear clear cut you know this guy's the guy we're going to go with for sure type thing um you know it's more committee guys i i would project so uh definitely an an interesting landing spot what does everybody think about uh the last pick of the second round being antonio gibson
2: they're definitely going to play him at running back right that's how they're going to list him at least yeah yeah it's 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 decent the i mean the backfield's fairly open there right
0: there's no chris thompson um right Mm -hmm. in that offense anymore that was taking the receiving work um, so you can at least anticipate him to get some of the receiving work, um, provided that Geis is bound to get another knee injury. So I think maybe Evans in
2: Tennessee, I kind of prefer that. If the team can honestly sustain last year at all and be a better team. But Gibson's a really good player, so I don't mean to compare the players there. Who was the other guys? I mean, people are going to love Zach Moss earlier than these guys. Yeah, not me. Well, well, yeah, uh, and also, you know, I was going to say, maybe Lin Bowden, just because you've got the outside potential of not just playing as a wide receiver, not just playing as a running back, but maybe he becomes a quarterback for a little while. Yep. So you get a little bit of an extra
0: edge there. I mean, <laughs> and that's why you should have taken him over LaVisca Chanel.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Stompy. poor Stompy. All right. Guys, uh, he, just, uh, he, just, he outed it. Goodbye, Stompy. Stompy. Um, uh, which yeah, means we can we can bring John back in here. So, John, go. I got know? to
3: replace Stompy. That's, a, yeah. that's yeah. an all time dream for me. Just just kick him out and take his wait, spot.
1: Wait a minute, though, John. Wait a minute. You have to be a little bit jealous that Peter actually got him to rage quit on the podcast before you did, right? Like that's gotta yeah, be that's,
3: right. that's true. You didn't even have to try all that hard, honestly. I, i've I I've worked know, right? pretty hard at it I, I've got him to threaten to uh, <laughs> but yeah it's never actually happened
1: all right guys stompy is back we are done um I am actually going to step backstage I'm gonna let you John close this thing out and I'm gonna bring stompy back in okay guys so uh thank you guys I appreciate you um, it yeah. was thanks awesome James talking with you
3: yeah, thanks for inviting
1: you, yeah thanks, take, James. You guys, take care
3: James the brain right there. Him and I are fighting over who gets to let Stompy back in. <laughs> um, so uh, before we wrap it up, I just uh, I want to go around the horn and, uh, and get from each of you guys, uh, where can uh, the listeners find your work? Uh, where can they find you on Twitter and other corners of the Internet? And uh, maybe a sleeper uh, that you would have got to in the third round uh, that you weren't, um, weren't able to fit here into the second round. Uh, and if you don't have any the other uh, the other thing i'm looking for is the top moment of the draft. We've got some uh, some really good ones to to choose from. And we'll start with Bill.
4: All right, I'm Bill at Super Dupa Flex and you can find me on the Fantasy Timeline podcast or the Super Flex Brutes podcast. Um yeah, so probably a guy I'd be looking in the next round that interests me that maybe just as landing spot, uh, Joshua Kelly for the chargers. Um, he's kind of intriguing. Um, you know, probably later in the third is what I would imagine, but, um, yeah, I I think he may take over for Justin Jackson a little bit. So
3: yeah. Nice. Thanks for coming on, dude. What about you, Kane?
0: Um, I forgot. I wasn't listening.
3: What do you want? Uh, <laughs> what do you want? Why what am do I you hit? want? Who are you? <laughs> what are we Don't doing? Leave me alone. Uh, let's see. Give <laughs> Why me... are you in my room? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on my computer screen? That's reserved for porn. <laughs> All right. Give me. Give me. <laughs> Where can we find you on, uh, on the various corners of the internet? Uh, specifically Twitter. Where can we find your work? and uh, give us a uh, sleeper that you would have gotten to in the third round uh, if we had done a third round, uh, other than Joshua Kelly. He's taken. Yes. He's off the board.
0: So it's probably important to listen, um, but if you ask my wife, I clearly don't do that, so I'm not going to start doing it now. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Debbie underscore Kane. Uh, all of my writings over at DLF. I write Debbie stuff over there. Um, I, my podcast is The Debbie Marketplace, with Caleb Pearson, um, which is sponsored by the FF Mercs, um, where it's really just diving into Devy values um, rather than specific players. Because the fun part about Devy leagues is it just gives us more players to trade, um, but we need to make sure that we value them properly, um, or else you can just pretty much have a team with no future. So that's that's where I do all of that stuff. Um, if I was a player that I would have drafted in the third round it would have been Jacob Eason. Um,
3: yeah and his super flex it's uh, he, he very well could go in most uh, in the second round in most super flex leagues
0: yeah I, I wouldn't take him in the second round um, I wouldn't take Fromm in the second round I wouldn't take Hurts in the second round um, but I think in the third round you know when we're all just taking dart throws at at this point if we're looking at just historical hit rates I'm and I want to take a quarterback I'll take the guy that has to sit um, a maximum of one year versus some of these other guys who might have to sit longer. Um, Obviously, Rivers is on that one-year contract. I'm going to take a chance and just hope that he becomes the starter in 2021 or even earlier if Philip Rivers, you know, like has 30 more kids and has to like have a day off or something. (laughs) Um, So so that's why I'm going to take Eason and just, you know, just as a pure upside and hope he can get in because as soon as he plays one game as a starter in the NFL he clearly has made up his third round price
3: tag and more nice kane thanks for coming on man uh you uh you kind of pulled double duty for us uh you were just on a few days ago like i said for at the top you did uh, uh, you did tender, tinder flex and uh had a little bit of a rough showing especially considering your your podcast co-host caleb kind of uh kind of crushed it so um, i basically told him all the right answers Oh, there it is. Okay. And he's not even here to 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 confirm or deny that. So
0: Yeah, because we can only talk to each other once a week.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, your turn, Peter Howard.
2: Me? Oh, cool. Um, I think I mentioned, in fairness, pretty much everyone who could be mentioned as a sleeper, uh, but I'm probably going to just stick to my Lynn Bowden pick there. He's just one of the more interesting players where we have so few comps, and he plays such a multifaceted role in college. Uh, and the thing that impresses me most, he's played a little bit of running back, a little bit of wide receiver, a little bit of quarterback. If his entire college career in either of those positions had played out those uh, the way they did for those small stints, he would be one of the top prospects at either one of the positions. He played decently at QB, decently at running back, decently at wide receiver. He just didn't play enough of any one thing that we really know what he is or what he could be. Um, and so I really like that. And again, going to the Raiders where they kind of like weird and they kind of like making touches. Uh, like I, I, I pretty much like uh Bowden down here. Um, of course, <laughs> Darren and Evan Zegmoth and all the others I mentioned too are pretty good. You can find me on Twitter at PA. Howdy, uh, right for dynasty league football or DLF as came referred to it as, um, pretty much any time you like, or yeah, you know, I'm always on Twitter. That's the best place to find me. Um, Always happy to talk some football. Thanks for having me on guys. Really enjoyed it. Always like talking to you guys and making Stumpy rage quit. That's like <laughs> the
3: highlight of my week. Right? Highlight that's, of my week. That's an all timer <laughs> for sure. <laughs> all time. Uh, yeah. I, you, you've been a busy man and we haven't, uh, we haven't quite had the time uh, to sit down with you yet. I mean, you, you, we're probably at the back of the line of <laughs> many, many podcasts, but appreciate really. you coming on for this one and we'll find, uh, we'll, we'll set up a time here in the next few months. Um, i mean hopefully sooner than that but uh definitely need to catch up with you again we had you on last year right around this time and i need to do it again here soon so appreciate it peter howard you'd go to the headline man love you guys thanks very much love you buddy all right and uh the pompadour mr justin uh who uh gives us all something to strive for with our quarantine hair he uh he he he's been rocking the uh the pompadour something. before the quarantine hairstyle even uh became a thing. And uh, now <laughs> we we've got something to, to shoot for here. So how about you, Justin? Yeah, so I do a podcast with my dad. It's uh Fires
6: Fun Fantasy Football. My Twitter is at Justin FSFF. You you know, getting in some good guests coming. We got Mike Clay coming on soon. So that's gonna be exciting. But uh third round sleeper, I think uh Anthony McFarland. Lang and Steelers, I think is going to have immediate impact with James Conner. I like that pick right there from them. And then draft moment, Tua to the Dolphins at five was amazing. So let's go Tua. But thanks for having me on. Always fun to mock
3: travel with some great minds. So hell yeah, thanks for coming on, Justin. It's uh, this is uh, the first time um, that we've had you on the show. Uh, Stompy has been a regular on the father son podcast and uh some guy named um, stompy yeah 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 <laughs> some de- like that's where he got started we uh, everything that that happened here today everything that's happened here over the course of the last year and a half i i, I think we can really kind of blame you like it, it, it uh you you created the monster we that created
6: is- the monster stompy baby two <laughs> years ago it is love you stompy come on stompy i
5: don't know why i'm the the butt of jokes right now it hurts me
3: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure um
5: dying inside
3: all right do you have any do you have any sleepers for us any uh, third round guys that didn't get mentioned
5: well i mean jalen hurts I, i think in in superflex like Kane said, oh, when you're no. talking about, you're just taking swings in the third. No. Uh, his upside is tr- or his ceiling is tremendous. His floor is tremendously low, but his ceiling is tremendously <laughs> high as well. So, if he steps into a starting role because of injury or I I don't know, I I have to and and I know, like this probably isn't true, but I have to believe spending a second round draft capital on Jalen Hurts as a QB you have to believe that you're going to do something with them. I don't know what that means necessarily. No, they just
0: said be- they were going to play two quarterbacks on the si- at the same time on the field.
5: There you go. Well, there you go. It's going to be like a college system.
3: Mm-hmm. But worse. But worse. Yeah.
5: Regardless, yeah, cool. I, I if if he if he comes <laughs> even in like 3 or 4 years if he becomes something, I want a part of that.
3: Low price for a third-round pick. Right. Uh, I guess I guess we've got plenty of time to argue about that one and uh, really, on a third
5: of... round pick you're gonna argue with me about Jalen Hurts
3: oh yeah yeah who's who's uh, your
0: third what's... round sleeper then? sleep super flex dude <laughs> uh
5: yeah I, the guy like that I doesn't said, know, know goddamn rookies
3: Darrington Evans there you go there that's, we are Good that's a have. name that was already brought up earlier yes it
5: was <laughs> in the
3: show so yeah yeah it but I, I there's at least a path onto the field for that guy but like I said, we've got plenty of time to argue this one. Uh, we uh we get to talk about this every single week. We're gonna take this next week off because man, this was a marathon. Uh, but we appreciate everybody who who joined every all of our great guests, everybody who jumped on air, and of course all of you listeners. And uh, yeah, for now we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, wrap it up for the week. Wrap it up for the 2020 NFL Draft. And uh, until next week, stay sexy and super flexy.